CB On Air, cutting edge conversations with those in the central banking community. Welcome back to Central Banking Womenomics Series. My name is Rachel King and today I am announcing that this is our penultimate episode. So we are live recording from our annual CB Awards dinner and with me today is a former governor of the Bank of Israel, Dr. Karnat Flug. So thank you very much for joining me today. Thank you for inviting me. Um, and today's episode, rather than rehash the issues that we've looked at in previous episodes, is to talk about you and your career and how you have become this kind of guiding light for young economists um, rising through the ranks. So I guess my first question for you, and it might seem an obvious one, is why did you choose a career in central banking when there are so many other kind of financial opportunities out there? Why central banking in particular? Well, actually, I got into central banking not really by planning. I graduated uh, uh, as a young PhD uh, from Colombia, and uh, people from the IMF came to uh, interview some candidates. So I thought I should practice uh, interviewing, and I, uh, I interviewed with them. I ended up actually working a few years at the IMF. Mm-hmm. And then I realized that I really enjoy doing policy. I'm interested in policy. I'm interested in um, actually doing something that changes Mm -hmm. in some way uh, policies for uh, for the public. Um, and then I, I took a year, uh, a leave of absence from the IMF to go back home to mm-hmm. Israel. I spent a year at the research department of the Bank of Israel, and then I just stayed. I never thought I'd be governor, but somehow it happened. You managed to get there in the end. Um, so when you were at the IMF, what was it about policy that grabbed you? Was it the impact it had on the general public or the fact that it was actually making a difference instead of working in a bank where it's just data and counting and making money for people? I think it's a combination, but it's basically doing something for the public good. I think I I, I come from a family where there was... Uh, uh, this uh, engagement with the public. My father was also an economist with the public sector, so maybe that's related somehow. Um, And yeah, I just found it more satisfying than Mm -hmm. just uh, maximizing uh, profits for some organization. So when you joined the Bank of Israel, you said you went into the research department. Now, it's quite uncommon to have women going directly into economic research. Normally, it's kind of... Um, sometimes it's reserve management sometimes it's to do with people facing roles the legal teams and things like that so what was it about the research department that that grabbed you or was it kind of you were you were pushed into that department and found you flourished well I actually did the research I did my PhD as I said and then so I was a researcher and it was an opportunity to actually do applied research Mm -hmm. and apply my skills to policy questions. Mm -hmm. My training was, by the way, um, uh, labor market and labor economics. So that's where I started. And Mm -hmm. I I started as a labor economist. So questions of Mm -hmm. uh, policy related to welfare and the labor market were the kind of things that I dealt with initially. So you're almost very, very similar background to Janet Yellen then, who also had a labour market kind of focus in her research. 
Right, yeah. So from, from the research department to governor, talk us through how you progressed through, what were the steps to you kind of rising to the top? Um, well, I started as a researcher. I became actually the head of the research mm -hmm. department. I did that for 10 years. And then I realized that I actually I enjoyed not only doing research, but also managing and uh, I guess some people's skill and the ability to motivate yeah. people uh, to do work uh, that is for the public. Yeah. So I think this is sort of what led me. And then um, I actually was very fortunate uh, to work with Stanley Fisher. Yeah. who was in a way my mentor, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, I was the head of research when he uh, came as a governor, yeah. uh, and uh, I learned a lot mm -hmm. from him. And uh, I w became deputy governor and then governor. Mm -hmm. It wasn't that smooth as it <laughs> sounds, but uh, yeah. Well, it's interesting you mentioned Stanley being a mentor to you because in previous episodes we've discussed how important having a, a role model to kind of guide and support is. How crucial do you think he was to your rising through to taking over from him? Um, well, I think he was very uh, important in giving me actually the confidence that I can do it. I learned a lot from him, yeah. but I did uh, rise to be head of research before he joined the yeah. bank, so it was not the entire career. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't the catalyst, but it was an added kind right. of... But he was very supportive also of my appointment, mm -hmm. which didn't go that smoothly. I wasn't the first choice of <laughs> our prime minister, but uh, eventually well, that I got the job. Well, that segues quite nicely in, um, into my next question, which is kind of what hurdles did you face throughout your career? Because obviously... As you said, you weren't the first choice, and I think there was quite a lot of toing and froing before the government kind of didn't cave, but admitted that you were the best choice for the job. Well, um, I have to first say that the Bank of Israel, uh, as an institution, I always thought it is gender blind yeah. in a way, and at no stage until the appointment mm -hmm. to become governor, I felt any in any way that the, there was an issue, a gender issue, and yeah. uh, for every uh, uh, every step on the way to government governorship, mm -hmm. um, I, I I had the same chance as anybody else, and I didn't feel in any way uh, that that was an issue. It is an issue generally, I think, for women to mm -hmm. make choices and we're still, most of us, uh, feel more responsible as the primary uh, caretaker of yeah. our children. In yeah. my case, I, I have to, to say that I'm very lucky and my, I had a, par a partner that was mm -hmm. really a partner and not just an assistant <laughs> in caretaking uh, in caretaking yeah. uh, of my of my children, but this is a, an it's issue similar. generally. I think that women face when they uh, have a very demanding career. But in terms of my career at the bank, I didn't feel yeah. that there was an issue there, except for uh, the appointment of uh, be becoming a governor. But mm -hmm. there, I don't know if it was an, a gender issue or other issues. Yeah. So. Was there any stage during that process where you felt that you should just remove yourself and just hand it to whoever 
they wanted to give it to or were you willing to kind of stick it out and prove that you were the right person? Well, at the time I was acting governor, so I felt very responsible to actually keep the bank and do whatever was needed as an acting governor. And then I was, uh, I I, I wasn't really sure whether I will be appointed Mm -hmm. or not, but I knew that I will stay there until someone is appointed because that was my responsibility. It's your job. Exactly. So... Let's talk about some of your achievements and successes, of which I know there are many, and your successes carried on. Um, if you had to pick kind of the highlights of your tenure there, what, what would they be? Well, first of all, I think the fact that the economy had been growing and uh, we had price stability mm-hmm. and within a challenging global environment is the most important thing that any governor uh, wishes to have uh, achieved yeah. and I, I, I feel that I achieved that so in that sense it's not a very specific achievement it's but the, the whole period was characterized by stability uh, price stability financial stability mm-hmm. and so on so this is sort of very general then also we had some uh, reforms in the financial sector uh, of enhancing competition and there was quite a lot of uh, debate, very lively debate about mm-hmm. that. And I, I think that uh, my insistence on getting the right balance between moving forward yeah. toward a more competitive system but also not forgetting about stability yeah. Uh, I think reaching this balance was was a big challenge and I feel that I achieved that. And the third uh, achievement is the fact that we finally have a financial stability committee. Yes, of course. Uh, Actually, the legislation went through only two weeks after I left office, but uh, I think I had a lot to to do with with that. So I'm very satisfied with that. Okay, so now that you've finished at the central bank and you're going on to the university as you said earlier um what advice would you give to the young economists both at the bank of israel and the the broader community in 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 striving to reach those senior roles and those management roles where they feel they can really make a difference as you wanted to do back when you were at the imf well, I think that uh, uh, there is one aspect which is how to find a balance in your life. And that's always challenging. And still in our society today, women feel more responsible yeah. in taking care of, uh, or of their kids and so yeah. on. So I think you have to find a partner that is actually a partner. And mm-hmm. as I said earlier, not an assistant in taking care of the uh, of kids and so on. Uh, In terms of the career, I think that uh, women tend to um, be sometimes less confident. Uh, They don't always speak up in a meeting. And I know that as a manager, I always encourage every young person in the room to actually speak up. But it applies at least uh, it's important to encourage women to actually yeah. uh, speak up. And also, I think the tendency to apply for a more senior job, mm-hmm. somehow sometimes women need more encouragement. Yeah. They 
I, 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 the sense, my sense is that they, un, they tend to undervalue their abilities. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it's important to realize that. And I think having women who rise to the top and serve as a role model yeah. helps sort of younger women. And yeah. I, I realize that when I meet with uh, students and so on, there are a lot of questions about how how did you do that? And yeah. I realized that it's important for them to see someone yeah. that is just they like them, to. but can, can get there. Well, a lot of what you've just said has resonated with things that we've covered in the podcast already. And um, it's interesting at how much needs to be done internally in kind of building your own confidence and believing that you, you can do it and having people like you and Janet Yellen and governors around the world show that women have equal opportunity when it comes to senior roles is really important. But is there anything that central banks should be doing in terms of policy that can help support these women rising up? Because I know, I know you said that the Bank of Israel, you never felt that there was any prejudice or anything like that. It was gender, gender blind, as you said. But it, is there anything that they can do to just aid with the confidence building, with the support that they offer? I think that uh, senior women are more aware of the fact that they need to encourage yeah. young uh, professionals, young mm -hmm. women. Um, I happened to make two very senior appointments that were women. Now, yeah. I didn't decide that I wanted to appoint women. Mm -hmm. I just, I think that I didn't overlook qualified yeah. women you removed I, gender from the equation right so that's one thing but also i think generally the uh, working environment has to be more family friendly and yeah. if it's family friendly and if it encourages both women and men to for example leave uh one or two days uh, a little bit earlier, yeah. uh, it helps because if it's clear that it's not only the women but also the men that they, you know, have a responsibility yeah. at home, I think it ha it helps uh, mm -hmm. the balance at home, which means it also helps the women uh, actually, you know, feel that they have yeah. a partner. So at the moment, there aren't that many female governors. There, there are more and more deputy governors and more and more heads of department which is really promising to see um, and there's been a lot of talk around if if this continues to change that it will create more stability in the system because of you'll have extra voices at the table you'll have different ways of thinking um, there's also evidence that senior women tend to be slightly more risk averse or will think things through for a longer period of time before jumping ship um, but if this doesn't happen and the status quo does not change and we we just continue to see men in the higher ranks what what do you think the impact on the central banking community will be do you think there will be further instability or do you think that that it won't actually have that much of an impact so i think it will change the yeah. question is uh, what will be the speed and what we can mm. do to sort of speed up speed the up. process <laughs> i'm not sure that i uh, that there is a clear difference in terms of uh, stability. Uh, I think it's just a waste of talent if women are yeah. not part of the system. And that's true not only in central banking, but in many other areas mm -hmm. where uh, there is under-representation mm -hmm. of women. 
Um, so I mentioned some of the things that we can do to encourage, but I think part of the issue is also that young girls tend to uh, shy away from uh, yeah. from actually studying some of the more technical mm -hmm. skills. Uh, there are some areas in which still women uh, or girls are uh, maybe just a third in, uh, for example, in higher math or in yeah. physics or in computer sciences. And I think that uh, we need to encourage our daughters yeah. to, to really do what they're good at mm -hmm. uh, and not sort of uh, and reduce the gender bias in what we study and I mm -hmm. think that will also help uh, to get uh, young girls and then eventually women um, more represented in all these areas including central banking. Well I like you think that the status quo is changing and I'm hoping that uh, if we come to run this podcast in 10 years time we'll be asking why there's no men in central banking because all the top jobs will be taken. Um, but that's all we've got time for. I'm sure your words of wisdom will have helped many young economists think twice now before backing away from a promotion. Um, so thank you once again for coming and speaking to me today. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Um, and to our listeners, we will be back on air for our final episode next month. <laughs>